Well, joining us now is Nick Dreyer, who's one of the co-founders of a company that's, uh, well, shaking up the international world, I hope, going to be the South African version of UG. I saw, uh, I, have a, I have a sister-in-law in, uh, in, in Australia, Nick, and she was proudly showing her Uggs uh, to say that she's now a Dinkum Australian after being there for 20 years. I, I, I wonder if people in South Africa show their Felskuns and say, hmm, I'm a Dinkum South African too. Well, Alec, that's kind of the plan. You know, the, uh, thank you for having me on. And the idea is to create a, a universal clothing item that signifies being from South Africa or having been to South Africa and to celebrate in all the wonderful stories, things and places that we're all about. So hopefully, hopefully that's a, a qualifier in the future. Uh, now, you guys were, you came to my rescue in January this year, uh, through Greg Beadle, who's one of the great photographers of the, of the world, I'm sure, because the wet things, so anyway. I, I, I had a, a pair of snowshoes which I'd been using in Davos for t- more than 10 years. They fell apart, and Greg had a spare, extra spare, uh, share of feltskins, and I wear them very often. They're very, very comfortable. Where did the, the whole idea, first of all, come to, to, because you guys have only put this together in 2017. Yeah, absolutely. It, it came quite quickly and organically. It was uh, a mate of mine, Ross Sondach, who's one of my co-founders. Myself and him were having a conversation, and we were actually talking around the fact that the South African Olympic team previously had not looked very good, and that they didn't have anything that was iconically South African to wear. Um, you know, when they walk out of that whole uh, Chinese sort of tracksuit vibe going on and we thought if they were to wear something what could they wear and we came on came up with the idea that we could make Falskin look really fun um and then we hit our straps quickly in e-commerce and um and got up and running and it, it went really nicely quickly um and you may you, you mentioned greg beadle um one of the great the great secrets of our, our growth has been to have really passionate influences that aren't necessarily headline influences, but what we refer to as micro influences, guys that are really, really smart and 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 well connected, but that are totally passionate about the shoes and sort of you know tribe. Mm. Well, you also have someone in in our tribe who's, uh, who's who's gone a little bit beyond that. Brian Joffe, well known as one of the great entrepreneurs in South Africa, who. Who bought into your company last year? Bought forty nine percent. That's unusual yeah. for Joffy. You've only been going for a year, and then he comes in and buys forty nine percent through Long for Life. Now we know what your turnover is uh, nine point two million a year. We know you're losing three million rand a, a, at the moment. So uh, actually, having that that public exposure, uh, it, it's it's a bit of a double edged sword. It is a double edged sword. You know, having a listed partner as a shareholder comes with. Um, its, its own unique challenges. Um, of course, Brian, being an incredibly astute investor and an incredibly smart entrepreneur, um, it, with its challenges, however, they're great challenges to have because you know, for a startup like ours, the the reporting, the the guidance that you get in terms of prudent planning and you know the way to manage your capital and the way to like get onto a, a responsible growth curve is absolutely immense and totally invaluable to um, a bunch of startups like us. So it's been a fantastic relationship. Um, the the Why he did it, I think he recognized that there was an opportunity to really grow and scale a business. And um, as we know, he's got, a, he's got a pretty decent track record of spotting those sort of things. So the, the, the opportunity that came, 
yes, slightly out of their mandate normally, I suppose. It's, it's a little bit more venture than anything else. Um, but so far, so good. The business is growing. Um, as you've seen the results, you know, the, 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 the nice thing is that the growth, growth trajectory is steep and, um, and the opportunity to start trading outside of our borders is, is incredibly attractive. Just for other entrepreneurs, when you get a big partner like that, do they, do they lend you money and put it in as a loan account so that they can take it out first, or do they put equity in? How does something like that work? Look, it, it, it's, it really is horses for courses, and entrepreneurs have different routes to funding. The one thing I will tell you is that funding is very, very difficult in, in South Africa. You know, it's difficult to get funding as a, as a, as a startup. Banks um, are, are, are limited in, in what sort of funding they can provide. So you have this, you have this choice between debt financing or, and or equity. Um, the most important part for us in our decision making was to find the right partner. And we felt that Long for Life was a very strong partner. We knew that they were investing into lifestyle products. And at some point, whether it was our Felskin shoes or our Plucky shoes, there would be an opportunity to leverage that relationship responsibly and to potentially get into places where we would have struggled before. So, you know, the, the immediate result of our relationship with Long for Life was access to a retail environment with outdoor warehouse, um, which is fantastic for a small startup like ours in the shoe business because you have to learn your straps in retail. And as, as we know, it's not, it's not easy. Um, so to have a, a friendly, a friendly entity that guides you and holds your hand a little bit is, uh, is really, really of great value to us. Well, it's a, it really, it's a fantastic good hope story for entrepreneurs in South Africa. Just to close off with, uh, in the annual report of Long for Life, it says that your results were disappointing. They were disappointed by the results, but encouraged by your positive trajectory. And it, it, it is illustrated or emphasized later on in, in the commentary around your company by, saying that you really are getting good traction now in the foreign markets. Uh, big stuff happening in Asia and Jamaica. Yes, you know, we've, we're, we're constantly looking for places where we can go and start um, in the same vein as we did in South Africa, which is to attack e-commerce. And then once you sort of settle, move into an omni-channel distribution um, space. Um, so Jamaica is of, of particular interest that the, the desert boot, you know, the Clark's desert boot is one of the, is, is the single most popular shoe in Jamaica. Um, which is interesting because Clark's has never had a store in Jamaica. Um, and if you, if you, if you follow the history of the Clark's Desert Boot, it, it was initially inspired by the South African Baltskin. So we sort of, we're tongue in cheek saying that they've been wearing the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the international, international game is where we want to play. We're doing really nicely in America. We've, we've set up some interesting relationships there. Um, but Alec, it is very early days in our business, but, uh, the, you know, and the, the note about the, the the results so far; those those results are early, as you know. They came out almost eight months after the the you know those are the results eight months after trading for the first time with that investment. Um, but so far, so good. We're we're, we're growing nicely, um, and we're managed to uh, managing to unlock multiple distribution channels and just territories, which is good for us. Nick, when I wrote about you in one of my newsletters, I got a very angry man writing back to say, it's not felt schoon, it's fell schoon. Do you get that, uh, that kind of um, pedantic uh, customer? We, 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 of course we do. You know, so Feltskin doesn't, Feltskin is, 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 is a 
national treasure. It's, it belongs to the psyche of South Africa and Africa. Um, so you're invariably going to get folks that are very, very passionate about it. On that particular point, neither is right and neither is wrong and neither is more right or wrong than the other. We chose to call it felt skin because it relates to field, shoe in English. And um, we love the idea that felt skin is a, is a fantastic shoe to travel in and to, to migrate in and to go from one place to the next. And also to find yourself in different parts of the world. And I think, you know, when your story came out about Davos, that is exactly the sort of thing we want to hear about. Feltskin sort of saves the day on the other side of the world. It's, it makes our hearts warm. <laughs> well, maybe, Nick, you're going to uh, give the whole South African delegation to Davos next year, your Feltskins, and then they won't slip and slide and break bones. As, as well, it always seems to happen. I think you mentioned that they were pretty good on the snow, so we'll brilliant. take that. They, they are brilliant, and it's uh, also a brilliant story. Thanks to Nick Treyer from Feltskin.